You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about overcoming stress for each type. I know this 2021 has been difficult for a lot of us because we have been anticipating and preparing for and challenging ourselves to be as healthy as possible. And yet, right, there's that pause that things are not the way they should be, at least not yet. So today I want to make sure that we cover our bases with how each type deals with stress in the most healthy ways possible, as well as how all of us in our marriages and in our own individual lives can deal with stress and overcome it. So I'm super excited about this episode. And as you can imagine this year, we counselors, coaches, etc., have had to pivot as fast as possible to try to help you guys through it as we go through everything humanly too. We couldn't have studied about this in our graduate school. We have to go through it too. So we're not perfect as we share, but I'm trying to share from my place of health and stress and what I've been learning. I'm on the walk with you and I'm trying not to run. So we are going and we are going strong, I hope, into a good week with much reduced stress. And I also want to say I'm going to be going through the stress arrows because that was somebody's request for this episode too, and it fits perfectly with our topic today to talk about Enneagram work as well. So let's make sure that we start with just the basics of stress. And we all know that stress is an alert system in our bodies to tell us something's not going right. And when you see people clad in all kinds of animal suits and otherwise rolling through the Capitol, you know something's off, right? You know something's not right. Especially I knew as I saw my town, formerly known as the Shire, now being cast off into Mordor as the place where hellfire and brimstone come forth from because we had some of the people at the Capitol building storming it. So I'm praying for everybody, whether you were caught up in the whirlwind and are coming down from that, I'm praying for everybody, especially those who are just feeling mortally wounded by the storming of the Capitol, because I know that so many people this week were just torn up about, wow, how there was a lack of love and grace and caring about your neighbor and just, wow, it's almost like I don't have words for how sad that was to see people like that, to watch it. I know you were in trauma with me just watching how awful it was and just feeling with people of color and the black community, how unfair things were with how it was approached. It was just sad on every level. It was traumatizing again and we just were not there. Uh, Like Michelle Obama said, it really wasn't part of her story that day, and I felt a little bit of that with her, and I couldn't even imagine the magnitude she was feeling it, but ah, like we started out with such hope that day, and there was good news in the media, and it was just tragic, and it's just tragic, and I know that there's going to be a lot of healing needed, a lot of listening, a lot of Uh, Love poured out to our communities of color so that people understand that they are not alone when they're watching things that are so absolutely ridiculously biased. And yet we don't want to hold ourselves back from doing good work and get stuck in that trauma of that experience because that is not going to be long-term the solution either. So um, I don't pretend to have the answer for systemic racism, but I do hold my prayers out, especially for the black community. My heart is trying to chat with my friends who are 
interested in chatting with me about that. I hope that you guys are doing that too with the people who have different experiences of life that you are talking with them a little bit, the ones that are interested in talking to you and that you are trying to show compassion and love and to say, no, I don't understand. I don't pretend to understand what it's been like to be you. And I also want to hold out love and grace for you and to the people who are now having to find a new leader who were really counting on President Trump to lead them to safety and they feel jarred and they feel like he was really showing a lot of grace and love. And that's some people's experience. That's not my experience, but I want you to understand that I get it, that there's people that loved each different candidate and they're doing good work. So I don't want you to toss somebody out just for who they voted for. But I also want you to understand that there's just a lot of hurts right now. So that's why we have to really keep our hearts open. And that was very hard this week. And we could get into that for our whole episode. But what I am saying is I feel for everybody. Sometimes people listen to people who aren't telling them the truth, people who had made such a drastic move into the Capitol building. But what I'm really remembering is all of the psychological, social psychology studies, and even the concept of the risky shift when people have a tendency for a group decision to be a lot riskier than an individual decision. And there's already people lamenting that. So I want to honor that they're doing their work. They're just going to have to do it from maybe even a jail cell or just from a place of embarrassment and shame in their community. And I want to honor that everyone's on a journey and I sure hope that people are waking up to what their journeys are as we even have to think about social psychology and what is my role in group effect. And that's a huge thing. So you've got to be careful not to take your mind off. Love God with your mind, your heart, your soul, your strength. And that's been on my mind this week is the mind aspect of, oh my gosh, please think for yourselves, no matter what anyone else is doing in your community, think well. But I just feel for people this week. And I don't think I would have had we not done that huge challenge last Wednesday in the heart triad. I was working through a big visit with my nieces and nephew and my nieces had poured out their hearts to me. And I'd even had to tell some clients, you know, I need this week off. I had a few self-care days, but I also needed some time to just pour into these girls. And uh, so I was just pouring out my heart to God and trying to stay open for them. And then, of course, we all had to have an open heart to just be with people in pain. And um, especially people we don't understand, especially people that feel different from us politically. It's hard to stay open to people who are in trauma or operating out of old trauma wounds and generation after generation of hurt. And so we just kind of want to bar the door and say, you're out if you're not just like me. And it's a real wrestling match to say, um, okay, I'm staying open. I'm loving everybody in the best way I know how, and I'm going to take breaks as needed. And I hope that's what you've been doing with me. And like I said, trying to hold compassion, even for the farthest person away from you on the spectrum, even just knowing like, okay, there's probably a sin element. Or if we look at Enneagram work, we're like, okay, passions, this is not you in a good place. Um, But I hope that we can remember we've had bad moments too, and that we can really try to lift them up in prayer. And of course, try to separate and set boundaries when we need to. And that's actually the first thing I want to tell you on the list of things we're going to talk about with stress reducing is your media intake. This is a good week anyway, from our challenge 
to to take some time from your social media and to do a cleansing of it. And when I say that, I don't mean shutting your heart off. That's not what I mean because we just said we need to stay open. But what I do mean is where you're finding you're not able to do your work because you're getting distracted from the things you're supposed to be doing. That's what I want you to take a break from. So you might need to snooze people. You might need to stop following certain accounts that are really hurting you. You might need to make sure that you are standing with your moral convictions instead of just a party. You might need to really like just start from scratch and say, what's stressing me out socially, social media wise? If you're on certain forums, you might say this one has caused a lot of stress and anxiety undue for me. It's not going to be my place anymore. Or if you're like me, you're just going to refine and say, okay, this is this is who I want to align myself with so that I can be as healthy as possible and as productive and service oriented as possible. I don't want you to forget that goal. In your stress, you're not trying to just say me, me, me. You're trying to say, how can I serve to the best of my abilities? And this will bring me joy. This will ultimately serving others is going to be the thing that brings me joy as long as I get some rest in between. So how can I do that? And that's really what you're doing is saying only accounts that are distracting me am I going to stop following? And if there are accounts that you're like, this person is difficult, but I'm supposed to minister to this person, keep that. I have a person or two like that where I'm like, this this person is you know, an easy ministry for me, even though they're a hard person because I feel called to it. It's, you know, God says his burden is easy and his yoke is light. That's what that means. You know, you're going to find a fit, even if it's somebody other people think is difficult. You're going to be like, no, this is somebody that I'm called to minister to. And like the type two, we can say in that moment, is this mine to do? Is there somebody else to do this? And if there isn't, it's probably yours to do, but it's ultimately God's. So even if you're like, oh my gosh, there's nobody else serving this person, it might just be God's timing to find somebody else if it's taking too much from you. So be aware of that on your social. I also want you to be aware of the fact that you were chosen for such a time as this. And you might have seen it on my Instagram with my husband this week, but I sent him that line from Lord of the Rings where Frodo says, I wish it need not have happened in my time. And Gandalf says, so do I, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And that Tolkien quote really comforted me this week. And he said at the same time, he was writing that quote up for himself on his board in his medical practice. So I was really excited that in that moment, we were really together. And it's an important reminder for you too, that whether you're aligned with your spouse in this moment or not, because sometimes we are and sometimes we're not, I want you to remember you are here for a reason right now. This is your time and this is your time to serve and to give and to love. And knowing that takes some of the stress away when you're like, oh my gosh, I had a totally different agenda and this is terrible. This is happening to me or my kids or whoever. And it's like, this is your time. It's okay. And remember, just decide what you're going to do with the time given to you. And that's why we did the challenge last week to say, how can I keep my body work going so I have a good flow? How can I keep my thought life as healthy as possible so that I'm moving forward and still my heart being open so that I'm ready to process my hurts 
and then move on from them. So it's super important that you keep that flow going and that you understand this is your time to be here. And like I said, we're going to work through our social media and find a place of health. But as we talk about marriage and how, yeah, that was great how Wes and I were in sync. One of the things I want to make sure you do to help with ultimate stress in your life to really root it out is to find out where are you and your spouse? Are you aligned together with what's happening in the world? And you don't have to be perfectly aligned on every political realm to be happy together. But I do want you to understand that it's important that you feel safe together, that you love each other, and that you understand the goodness of your spouse and and help them if they're not in a good place. So I checked in with Wes this weekend to say, hey, I just want to make sure you're okay because this is a crazy time in our culture. And if I don't address this with him in a private time, we're busy, we're working, we have kids, we could be doing activities. He's a one, he could be all over doing tons of things on his list. And I just took some time to say, how are you doing? And are we aligned? Because frankly, the world is going crazy right now. And I want to know who my people are. Or if you're like in such a bad place that I'm like going to have to count you as a person to minister to. And frankly, that has to happen sometimes in our marriages, right? So we're not always in a good place. Sometimes we're like, no, I'm falling apart, help, or I'm angry or whatever, but we're not in a good place. And it's not a good anger kind of a moment. So you do have to check in. And Wes was in a good place. And I was super happy to hear that. And I told him so. I was like, I didn't just give my heart to God. I gave it to you. And what a joy and what a comfort to know that you're okay right now. And if that's not where your spouse is, like I said, you just have to pivot a little bit and say, okay, how can I help? How can I remind them and encourage them and help them to get balance? So I know earlier in the weekend, I had said to Wes, I know you want to finish our bedroom floor this week because he had gotten hardwood floors in the rest of the house. And as a one, he hadn't liked the way it was done. So he wanted to do our bedroom himself. It was so sweet. So Anyway, I he did a great job. He got every little tiny area. He's like, I can't stand seeing this one area that I did wrong. I'm going to have to redo it. So it was painstaking work. But before he got into it, I was like, you need to work out. And usually I'm not so authoritative with him, but I was like, you need to do your body work before because I don't want your back to be hurting. I don't want you to not get self-care. And I knew in that moment and in that space, his stress as a one would be where he would say to himself, I don't deserve to work out. I have to finish this floor. I have to spend time with my kids this weekend. There would be a lot of have tos. So sometimes you might be able to shift just enough with these little beautiful ebbs and flows with your spouse so that you can actually be the one to say to them, here's what you need to do. And um, sometimes you're going to say, oh no, I never tell my spouse what to do. They don't like that. And see, I wouldn't even like for Wes to be like, you need to work out because I like to be in charge of that. So it, it really depends on the person, but I know my husband And that was a way I could give to him this weekend and speak to his stress. But then he was able to comfort me later in the weekend and say, quite honestly, I'm doing well. And you don't have to worry that I've lost my mind. And, you know, honestly, that's sad that I had to ask that. But you guys know where we're at as a world. And it's a bit complex. It's more than a bit complex. There's people that are very worried. And I just wanted to make sure that Wes wasn't, that he was good with what God had for him right in this moment. And he was, and he had been doing, while he was doing the floors, he had been listening to 
books by C.S. Lewis, uh, Tim Keller's sermons. He'd been really taking in things that speak to his spirit and help him to feel in control in a healthy way when you don't have control over everything. So you've got to find that and you've got to help your spouse to find it too. Sometimes I talk about Sue Johnson on this program because she was one of the most influential people in my life as I studied emotionally focused couples therapy and she really has a lot of great things to say about how we can love each other and how we can walk with our partners during vulnerable times like this. And she says in insecure relationships, we disguise our vulnerability so our partner never really sees us. And that's super important that you get it, that you really do want to be vulnerable to just say, hey, I'm doing good or I'm not doing so good. And, and I'm just glad that we got that out in the open. It was uncomfortable. I'm sure as a one West was uncomfortable about me even bringing it up, but I honestly wanted to know, was he in a place of maybe avoiding? Because right now you could put your head in the sand and you could just say, no, I'm not going to think about the stress of the world. Or you could say, I'm going to, in my heart, hold something in and not do my work with God and not do my work in the world that I have to do no matter who's in political office. Um, You could say, and I never thought Wes was there, but you might think that about your spouse. You might think that they're in a place, I thought anxiety maybe with Wes because he'd struggled with that before and he shared about that before. So I was really just making sure that he was okay. And I want you to do that with your spouse because you need to be each other's emotional safe haven to the best of your abilities. Even if you're like, okay, I definitely don't feel the same as you politically, but you're my shelter. And that's not what's most important to us because we've given our lives to God and we've loved each other through many hard times. And I think you probably are on the same page with your spouse, but I like to cover all my bases. I like to make sure because some of you are surely a little different. And um, if it's not your spouse, it's your friends or your extended family because there's just a lot going on right now. So I want to make sure that you know whoever's not the same as you it's okay. You can still love them, but your spouse and you really need to talk about it so you can say, okay, you're not in a great place. How can we help you to get back there? How can we get you back to your safe place so that you can do your good work Um, and love your family and have fun with me and all that good stuff. So I know one thing we're doing this weekend is taking a date night and that too keeps a bit of normalcy and routine. And what we're trying to do is hold the line. We're trying to say when stress comes, the army has been preparing, we're ready for anything. And I don't mean to be cliche and overly Lord of the Rings there like, oh, the army's ready, hold the line. But it's more of a sense of I have prepared for the battles of life. And I know that I'm steady, even if everything around me is unsteady. I know how to take care of my body, my mind, my soul, my heart, my marriage. I know how to check in with my spouse. I know how to have our Sabbath time together through our hard weeks, no matter what's happening politically. Yes, I know how to hold compassion for people, but I also know how to replenish. So don't forget your times. And that's like I said, what we're going to do. And whatever your love language is, maybe it isn't really that either of you are big date night people because one of you may say, oh, I just love gifts so much more or I just love physical intimacy so much more. And perhaps you have a lot of time together or not very much. And it's just not your season for that. 
find what is your season for your marriage. And that's what I want you to focus in on is not only loving and checking in about how your spouse is doing mentally, but really checking in about how you guys can replenish together. So we're going to have fun doing a book theme for our date night. And I'm sure that I'll share some Hobbit with Wes because that's what I've been reading with Jack. And I'm sure he will take some time to share something he's been reading from the C.S. Lewis books I got him for Christmas. And it will be fun. And we will have a normal time together and it won't be political because we've already taken some time to talk about that and to recognize that we're going to do our work no matter what's happening in the world. We're going to love our people and our clients and our patients and we're going to love our kids and we're going to bring as much joy and order and love in our gifts that we can. We're going to try to do our deeper work as well. So before we get on to what is the deeper work for each type in our stress, I want to give you just a few more reminders of what you can do for this time with your stress. You can look at yourself with your uh, fidgeting or your nervousness right now if you're anxious and you can make sure you're taking your vitamins, make sure that you are cleansing with the best foods that you can, make sure that you are looking to see if you need any kinds of stress toys like fidget spinners or Play-Doh or just rubbing your hands through sand. Some of you are like, that's literally the worst thing that makes me want to grip my teeth. Um, But just find your ways of connecting with your body, whether whether it be asking each other to do massages, or like I said before, not just the vitamins, but also these more tactile, touch-oriented things that will bring you soothing in ways with the five senses that you need. So another thing you could do is get those noise-canceling headphones. But if you're feeling jarred or overstimulated, you can talk to your family, but you can have those on while you're doing your chores or just trying to teach them or whatever all of us who are pivoting in all kinds of directions are doing now. It's okay to care and to love for your family in these unique ways where you're like, oh, I like to knit while we talk or I need to be coloring or come and talk to me while I'm doing dishes. And yes, I've had clients who have told me, mom was always busy when she took care of me, but she took care of me. And we do have to remember the concept of the good enough parent during a pandemic. Uh, Of course, everyone feels like they need a drink right now, but really do you need a drink? Because if you can't just handle yourself on one, then maybe just keep busy. You know, don't try to find just, okay, well, I'll be fine and rested with my child if I eat five bowls of ice cream. It's like, try to have moderation, try to find your routes, but try to make the routes like normal. So for me, it wouldn't be drinking. Um, It would be trying to focus on my child while doing something so that I can acknowledge my body has excess energy and I need to get it out, but I also care about you. And then at other times, they can catch me when I'm tired and I can give them my absolute best and I wouldn't need anything at all. So find the ways that you can love people still, even within your frenzy of 2021 slash 2020 stuff, but also work with yourself on making sure it's easier. It's the lighter things like the stress toys or the headphones or the vitamins versus I have to do these harsh things things like overworkout or overdrink or flirt with somebody. So you've got to really watch for what you're doing to get through and try to challenge yourself to be at your best. Try to savor your foods. Try to slow down, 
shut the phone off, turn it, um, turn it over, put it in the next room. These are the ways you can work on your stress this year. Of course, I want you to make sure that you realize if you're an aggressive, assertive type like me, you're going to need extra things to do too, where you're really saying, I need to focus on my visions and dreams and goals for this year. And some of you who are waking up in the other compliance stances and even withdrawing stances need that too, because once you're alert and awake, there's more of you to be used. And so you want to use it in good ways. You don't want to say, oh, I have excess energy. I'm just going to use it selfishly. You want to use it for others. So as you're shifting, make sure you're using your energy well for things like savoring what God already gave you, for things like writing down your to-do list so that it's not all stuffed up in your brain. Some of you are actually physically riding Pelotons this year. I know that some of my clients told me that they're really excited about these, or some of them are using programs that are similar to Peloton. We know that body work is important, and we know that exercise really helps to reduce your stress, and we know that it helps lower your stress hormones and release endorphins, which amplify your mood. So you've got to put that in as well. But I'm going to give you some more this week over the Instagram account. So don't forget to follow Enneagram and Marriage there because I'm going to be giving you some lists to remind you of how you can personally deal with stress this year. But I also want to talk now about our stress arrows work for each type. So now we're going to go through one through nines. So your stress arrow work in your type is basically saying, I already know my type and I know who I am in health as well. But I also know that I want to improve where I'm stressed. And so what we do is we start at our typical type. So we'll start with ones and we know when they're healthy, they act like a healthy seven. And otherwise, if they don't first act like a healthy seven and incorporate some of their seven gifts, they might unhealthily go to four. So those are their three numbers in their arrow system. And so that just means these are personality routes ones typically take. So if you are the um, perfectionist, reformer, uh, improver of the world as a one, We know you like precision and we want you to make sure that you continue to use your gifts and as well as that you enjoy your times of fun and that you really allow for more fun in your life and surround yourself with people who will help you to do that. And that's what I push Wes to, right? With the workout, hey, I know you're going to have fun working out before you do the floor. Yes, the floor will have its moments of fun and joy, but have fun. Take your time to replenish yourself a little bit. This is the kind of person you need to surround yourself with and you can ask your spouse, please help me to get to my healthy seven. And that will allow you to enter your place of your four, where now you can do good, beautiful, creative work. And for Wes, in that exact instance, he can now enjoy his work of the flooring more as an art and say, oh, I picked this color palette. This is a way I get to design my home. It's so fun. And I'm really proud of my work. And others of you that I know that are ones are absolutely wonderful at your art where you're just delightful with your music or your dance or you're doing such good paintings or other crafts. So find your space at your four with your artistry and also your compassion there because instead of thinking everybody has to be just like me and we're all ranked, it's less judgment and it's less ranking. So that's the route for the one is to incorporate that whole route of order, but fun, 
but grace, but art. And then we have our twos. So when you guys are healthy, we know that you are the helpers and the givers and the befrienders of the world. And then when you make your move to the healthy four, we see some of those same traits that we just talked about with the one moving toward arts and creativity. And I see a lot of twos that are very gifted with interior design in the home. And they are very good about sharing that with the world. And they serve with their hospitality with that. And they're just very good at loving us, to be quite honest. So that's what you guys are bringing. And then when you go to that healthy four, again, you're coming to it without ranking with compassion, but you don't have to be on top. You're more humble and you're more coming not from a place of pride, but I'm part of this. This is great. That will help you to bring that healthy eight where you're now super vibrant. You're not overly protective of your gifts. You're not looking with lust to what you can get from people because you've given so much. You're just bringing a huge strength and energy and vibrancy and love and you're looking for the underdog so you can help without any kind of repayment. You're just giving and loving and serving and grateful like, oh my gosh, there, but for the grace of God, go, I I get to do this. This is so awesome. So next we're going to move on to threes. And when you guys are healthy and just at your best, you're performing and achieving from the space of knowing that you're loved and beloved, even when you have your own feelings and personality and you're finding people that really love you at your sixth place for who you are. You're the loyal friend as well who's saying, I'm loyal, but I'm going to find my tribe. I'm worth it to find people that don't demand for me to be a chameleon and to be exactly what they've always seen me as and to put me in their boxes or to tell me I don't have worth unless I do that. But I'm taking time to find tribe that is safe and good to me too. And I'm not the only one who's good here. I'm not the only one carrying the ship. I'm really finding goodness and I'm finding that gift with others too. And that takes time and it takes bravery with your spouse to do that work three, not to try to find it with somebody else. It takes actually being courageous like the six to say, I am going to do this work with my spouse. And that requires vulnerability. But as Sue Johnson says, you need that vulnerability in order to have the truest, deepest attachments. And as a three, I know you want the best. So you've got to do this work to get the best. And then you can go to your nine space and you can really enjoy your rest and relaxation there. And it won't look like sloth and checking out because you're now resentful and you've been feeling like nobody knows you. So now you're just away from your body and not in touch with yourself. Now you're going there as a healthy mediator. You're still a truth speaker, but you're going there as somebody who's speaking the truth and love and you do understand that you can put things down and rest even if you have to be a bit quirky with your rest I know a lot of threes can't just rest the way say a nine can all the time but they can they can get there in these just different routes so type fours you guys are so creative and individualistic and you're so good at going to the dark places with people and we love that and we know that you need to use your healthy one in order to really get organized and present and to use your bodies and to to be in your worlds not just thinking about how you're lacking or ranking yourself you're really saying I'm showing up I'm in my stance of doing and I am productive as a one and I'm doing things with excellence and that's what you need in order to cross over to your healthy two. Otherwise, you go to the dark side of two and now you're also feeling like you're doing more for everybody else. They're not giving back to you. You're feeling like you're better than others or more likely worse than others because you're doing the ranking thing again. That 
twos and fours and ones can all really do a lot of. So you're really trying to instead climb to the higher side, but you needed that time in your one space first. You needed to get moving and doing good things and to think about serenity and how everything is okay as it is, doesn't have to be perfect, but now you're going, okay, I can help and serve and love at two because I know that we're all doing good work. And that's an important route, like I said, that you share with some of the other types we mentioned. But I'm excited for you because when you're there, we get to see your depths and your artistry paired with love so we're not running away. And we're also aware that you know how to have joy in these places and you're having fun. And so it's not just darkness, it's also light. Okay, fives, what we really love to see with you is already you're an investigator, already you're curious, already you are looking to be relational in a way that might be a little pulled back and maybe introverted even, but that you're very caring. It's just that you're such a researcher that we know that you need to use your time in healthy eight to make your move to seven. And what I mean by that is your your arrows start with you heading to eight because when you are in the world active and eights sometimes are even showing up huge, when you decide that you're going to trust that there'll be enough energy for you to show up big with your research, then we have innovation, then we have real excitement and real power because obviously there's power when you're focused like you are and researching like you are and then you're showing up to use it to help others like an eight does and to protect others and and you're not in a conspiracy zone, you're just really enjoying loving and sharing big things with people. And it's done from a place of wisdom. It isn't done from a rashness at all. So it's just a beautiful pairing that five and that eight, um, both in marriage when it's refining, but also within a person who's a five using this. And we'll talk about that in a minute when eight goes to their five space. But then what happens is you can also add in fun with your seven because that's your, your stress route. And we don't want you going to the low side of seven where you're unorganized and not choosing what to do and now your energy is very frazzled but instead you're saying okay so I also add enthusiasm to this project I also add my wit that we know you fives are famous for into this project and some lightheartedness because I'm not worried about the energy going away and now you're a leader and you're an innovator so there's nothing stopping you now five so I hope you'll bring that into your whole stress game where you know this is the route to not stuff it all not to keep it all to yourself not to um, hoard it but it that will only bring more stress but this route will bring you less Okay, six, your route away from stress is that you first start out knowing that your gifts are, yes, as I mentioned with the threes, you are loyal and you are a befriender and you are somebody, and that's like a two, and you are also somebody who's a troubleshooter. That's one of the gifts you're most famous for, and you've got to use that out in the world right now because we have a lot of trouble, frankly, but you don't have to do it all. You have to leave most of it to God. You get to do your little pieces, and those pieces bring us joy, and now you can go ahead and go to your nine space because that is where you're going to find some healthy rest and some distance, and you're not going to go to your unhealthy three space where you might be a harsh truth teller which is really your own truth, which we have to understand everybody has a different life experience. And as I always use the movie analogy, 12 Angry Men, there's lots of different perspectives. So it gives you some space to be more restful 
and honoring to other perspectives, but also sharing, here's my perspective. Mine is important too. And this is what I bring to the table. And this is what I know. And and I'm going to keep learning and growing. But here's where I'm at. I've had some good rest. I'm not neurotic. I'm not paranoid. I'm coming from my sixth place of troubleshooting and loyalty to a place of rest and trusting God to then a place of sharing truth and being active with health. So that's a beautiful route for you in stress. Okay. Sevens, what you guys need to do is understand we love your gifts of encouragement. We love your gifts of enthusiasm. We love that you are also innovative, but you really need to slow down to focus in your healthy five zone so that you can enjoy and scale back a little on what you're doing and not be over the top with how much work you're actually trying to do in a day. It may be too much because maybe people are calling on you to love them and to serve them in ways that are almost impossible for one human being to do and you want to make everybody happy. So you're jumping over fences in order to do this, but you're going to get caught. You know, remember watching people, at least from my track days, there was always people who, when they got tired, they knocked the hurdles down. We just don't want that for you sevens. We want you to be able to rise above and you need your place in focus five zone. And you might have to, like I've done, shift and fight with your family a bit to get there so that they understand this is part of your route. And then when you get there, though, you have to not stay all day either because you like to stay in and immerse like fives. But what you've got to do then is lift up to say, I've taken my time with my focus. And now in order to get projects done, I have to move from thing to thing a little bit. I can't just now that I went from thing to thing to focus, I can't just now stay in that focus all day. I have to go back to things but now I have order and I've made a list and I know what needs to get done first. And like a one, I'll do it with excellence and I'll try to really have some order with my life. So that will bring you a lot less stress. But remember, you can't do it all. That's very important to your story and your stress. You eight people, we are so grateful for you right now as you are really trying to help and protect. And we know that you challenge things that aren't right in the world and you are strong and bold when many people are quiet. And there's a season for all things. So I want to remind you of that, that you don't always have to be the strong and bold one, that when you are tender, we love to see that. And when you take your move first to two, we see some of that tenderness. We see that you are a helper and that you are very sweet and kind and that you're trusting God for your vulnerable places and that you're aware that you want to have some self-protection, but you also want to release and not head over to five in your hoarding space, but when you head from eight to two to five, that you're going into that as a place of focus and rest and replenishment, that you're saying to your less side, more, more, more will not always bring me what I need. Sometimes I'll just help people and I will secure relationships. I will love people who are imperfect, even though I don't always feel like a two that they are giving me everything back the same. I'll choose to love and I will choose to rest And it's a very simple, not complex process for an eight, but it's very important that you do remember not to show up so big that others can't get a word in or that others feel like you don't care or that you're domineering or they can never earn your trust back. You need to show them I'm forgiving and loving and long suffering, but I also do have to rest. I also do have to realize that after I'm spent, I need to pull back and I can't do it all. So like a seven, please understand other people will play a role when you need your time to refocus 
And you can't expect your spouse to do all the work for you. You have to do your own work. So if that looks like self-care for you, it may look like, okay, I have still too much. I have to get to my workout, my body work because the intensity is too big or I need to find a meditation that works for me that I start my day with so that I can really manage the amount of energy well and titrate it well through the day. Okay, nine, I want you to remember that we love how you are a peacemaker and you're so diplomatic. We don't want you to fade out because you've been drowned out with your voice. We don't want you to say that you don't matter. We don't want you to think that you don't matter. We want you to show up in your healthy three state, which means speaking the truth and love on the matters that are most important to you. So where you have your right action, this is going to reduce your stress right now. And we want you to really take the route over to your healthy six from that so that you're going from your nine to your three to your six. And that way you're not approaching your six as an anxious person, but as a person who's probably a little tired because they've been in their three zone working really hard. And then also as a person who's getting to know themselves better so that they can find friends that honor the true them. It might be that you had to do what I mentioned earlier, where you're shifting a little bit of your social media lens to find people that are more like you or people that care more about you. It doesn't mean the other ones don't. It just might mean it's a different season. And that might also mean that you have to put your anxiety on a time hop and say, okay, I have like 10 minutes to think about what it makes me anxious and I'm going to give it the 10 minutes and then I'm going to troubleshoot and move on like a healthy three would do with their lists and their procedures and their routines. And then I'm going to be in my healthy six zone of befriending people and troubleshooting and I'm going to not be anxious, but I'm going to give those worries to God and move forward with my life and share what I need to share. So I think that those are so important for us as our routes to dealing with stress during these times of post-pandemic and still in the midst of the pandemic with numbers being high, but it gives us a fair chance to succeed on our dreams and goals for 2021. So the ones we've already set in place if you're with us in our challenge, or you can still set them right now if you haven't done that yet. And just keep your eye on this podcast for the coming weeks. I've got so many great show topics, but this one was just important to insert right here because we have something very different going on culturally this week. And I wanted to make sure you guys had tons of healthy encouragement so that we could get back to our other episodes. But this way, I know you're covered and you're reminded of your sleep and your fitness and your routes. And that way we are going to make this journey happen. And we're remembering Tolkien, faithless is he that says farewell when the road darkens. We're not going anywhere. We're going to do our work and we're going to make changes when we notice ourselves falling away from what's really important. So I'm right there with you guys, just hopefully one step ahead for these podcasts. And then you guys are always helping me and teaching me too at Instagram. So I hope you have an amazing week, despite what's going on, that you are able to do good things and bless a lot of people. And I will talk to you soon, guys. Bye-bye.